Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. I want to welcome everybody to this week's episode of Storytime Friday. This is episode 69. Once again, guys, welcome. Appreciate you being here. This week's story is called The Fight Within, Part 1. Jared and Seth had known each other since they were kids. They lived within a half mile from each other's houses out in the country. There were only a few houses that were anywhere near them, and a few houses were in that area were all surrounded by dirt roads and cornfields. At Jared's house, his parents had a riding grasshopper lawnmower, and taking care of the lawn every week during the spring and summer was Jared's job. Before his parents got the grasshopper riding lawnmower, all they had was one of the average push-behind mowers, and so the lawn getting mowed easily took him four or five hours. When they got the riding lawnmower, it cut that time by at least half, so instead of four hours, he was usually able to get it done in about two. He actually found himself having a little bit of a good time and enjoying himself while he was out mowing the grass. Sometimes this would get him into a bind though because he would be so in the zone while he was mowing that he would forget to make sure the gas tank was good. More times than he could recall, he would be way out in the furthest part of the lawn and suddenly the mower would sputter and shut down. What? He'd say to himself before looking at the gas gauge and realizing it was not empty. Crap, he'd say to himself. He'd then have to walk the 50 yards back to the house, grab the gas can, and hopefully it would have gas in it already. Otherwise, he'd have to run into town to get some gas just so he could come back and continue working on his chore. This would usually be about a 50-50 chance that there would be gas. Mainly because he didn't always remember to either run into town after putting gas in the mower or telling his parents about it so they could do it whenever they went into town the next time. Thankfully, this time, the gas can had just been filled recently so he didn't have to run into town to take care of it. And the only issue now was the long walk all the way back to where the mower was sitting in the far side of the lawn, all while carrying a heavy metal container of gas. After filling up the mower, he would set the can on the back of the mower, get the mower started, and drive back to the garage so he could put the gas can back inside. Then he'd head back out to the area of the lawn that he was working on and could you know, pick up where he left off. After finishing the lawn, he parked it back into the garage and made sure to top the container, made sure to top the gas tank back off again. The gas container was still about halfway full, so Jared figured it would still be good for at least one more lawn mowing session, if not two. He grabbed the broom and swept off the sidewalk around the house since it was completely covered with, cat, with grass. Then after putting everything away, he closed the garage and went back inside the house and down to his bedroom. When they moved into their house, Jared was about 10 years old, and initially his room had been on the second story of the house. But as the years passed, his older brothers, Robert and Thomas, had graduated, gotten married, and moved away. So Jared switched from having a room upstairs to having his room in the basement. 
initially when they moved into the house, the basement was basically set up with one room on one side of the basement and one room on the other. There was one large area on one, on one side of the stairs that they had set up like an extra family room with a TV and a futon. And then another area on the other side of the stairs that basically was like a home office. It had the family's desktop computer. The back of the basement was basically an area with a cement floor and they had an extra fridge and freezer in there. After Jared had been living in the basement room for about two years, his dad started doing some renovations to the basement. He wasn't sure what the overall plan was at first because his dad hadn't really said anything about what he was doing. However, as his dad got each little part of the overall project done, Jared realized his dad was turning that area in the back of the basement closest to Jared's room into an extra bathroom with a shower. When it was completed, he was loving it because he was able to come out of his room and go right into his bathroom instead of having to go upstairs. He also loved being able to shower down there. The nearest shower aside from the new bathroom was all the way on the top floor of the house. He loved it down there. Whenever he felt like he just had to be alone, he would just go downstairs and lounge in the futon while watching something on TV. They had a Dalmatian named Lucy, and so whenever Jared would go downstairs to hang out by himself, he'd usually bring Lucy with him. Lucy, come here, girl, he'd say. Lucy would quickly follow him down the stairs. Jared would get comfortable in the futon and then pat the area right beside him, and Lucy would eagerly jump up and lay down next to him. Good girl, he would say as he gently patted her. After living in the basement for the past two years, Jared had always felt like he either had a very active imagination or that he would dream stuff. Not long after he moved downstairs, his parents started taking random trips to a town about 300 miles away because his dad was a retired military service member and they would make the drive so they could hit the commissary on base so that they could get groceries at a much cheaper cost. They'd ask Jared if he wanted to go or stay home and he'd always opt just to stay home and hold down the fort by himself. It didn't happen right away. It didn't even happen the first half dozen or so times that they left him home alone. One weekend when they just left earlier that day and he was going to be alone that night, and then until the following evening before his parents would get back, he thought he heard noises upstairs. He was watching a rerun of a TV series that he normally watched, but it was not the normal day that it usually aired. As he watched it, he thought he heard a few footsteps upstairs. He muted the TV and listened. He looked up towards the door at the top of the stairs, half expecting to see light coming under the door as if someone was upstairs and turned the lights on. However, when he looked up there, the crack under the door was still dark as though the lights, which Jared had turned off after he had made sure the house was locked up. Which was also just before he had made his way downstairs to chill for a bit before heading to bed. He thought to himself, Hmm, I must be tired. I'm imagining stuff. As he unmuted the TV and continued to watch the show. Then 15 minutes later, he heard a thump upstairs like something fell. It made him jump, and at first he tried to tell himself that he imagined that too. The only issue was Lucy jumped up too. Oh, you heard that too, huh, girl? He said, scratching her ear. Lucy licked his hands and then focused her attention back up at the door again. Jared thought about it for a minute or two. They both heard the noise, and he was telling himself, technically, I should go check it out and see what that is, or what that was. But I really don't want to. 
It took a few steps towards the stairs, and there was another loud thump following, followed by what sounded like something being dragged across the floor. Jared jumped back a step, and he felt his heart skip a beat. Shit, I really don't want to go up there, he thought to himself. Hello? Mom? Dad? Are you home? He called up the stairs. Silence. So he slowly started creeping his way upstairs. After tiptoeing a few stairs, he shook his head and thought to himself, Why the hell am I tiptoeing? So he quickly walked the rest of the way upstairs. He stopped at the top step, just shy of the door, and listened for a minute or two. He didn't hear any other sounds. So he opened the door to the main floor of the house and rapidly started turning on all the lights. He didn't notice it at first because he was so focused on lighting up the entire area. He could never explain why, but any time he was a bit scared, spooked, or freaked out, his first instinct was to turn on every light he could. Everything lit up, all bright, with no dark areas for anyone or anything to hide. This always made him feel a little bit less on edge. Walking back into the kitchen, he stopped and looked around. What the hell? He said as he noticed that things were out of place. A few of the kitchen chairs were pulled out from the table. One of them was all the way across the room, and another one of them was on the far side of the kitchen, tipped over laying on, laying on the ground. Immediately, when he saw this, he got goosebumps and felt a chill go down his spine. He put all the chairs back where they were, where they were supposed to be, made sure the house was locked up, and decided to leave the lights out upstairs when he went back downstairs. He didn't know exactly what had done that upstairs, and he tried not to think about it. Just thinking too much about it, he found himself getting chills down his spine and freaking out too much. So whenever his parents would go out of town, he'd leave the lights on upstairs when he'd retire to the basement, and he'd just do his best to tune out and ignore any sounds he heard. One weekend, a buddy named Hank that he went to school with asked if he could stay the night. Jared was like, sure. My parents are out of town, so we could watch a movie, make some popcorn, and just chill. Hank was like, that sounds awesome, bro. I'll see you later, a little bit later on tonight. That night, they watched a horror flick upstairs while munching on a huge bowl of popcorn and drinking a few sodas before they decided to head downstairs to wind up. Hank was going to crash on the futon out in the main area of the basement while Jared would be in his room. Jared had a laptop computer in his room that he would usually go online before bed and chat with his long-distance girlfriend for an hour or so. He was listening to music and chatting when he heard a knock at his door. Uh, Hank? Jared said. Hank opened the door. What's up, man? Jared said. Hank looked pale like he had just seen a ghost. Man, can I sleep on your floor? Uh, sure, but why? What's up? Jared said. Bro, I think I'm losing it. I'm, I'm hearing noises upstairs. Footsteps thumping. I think I'm imagining it, but it's freaking me the hell out. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I gotta tell you something, bro. Grab grab your pillow and blanket. Come on in, Jared said. Hank grabbed his stuff and got comfortable on the floor not far from where Jared's computer was. Jared grabbed a couple more pillows and handed them to Hank. Thanks, bro, Hank said as he settled in on the big pile of pillows. Okay, Jared began. So, when we first moved to this house years ago, my room was upstairs. My parents go out of town to a military base in Nebraska so they they can get groceries from the commissary. Usually I end up home alone for the weekend. Nothing ever happened as long as there was someone present on the main floor and second floor of the house. 
But when I move down here, anytime my parents go out of town and I'm home alone, I always hear things upstairs. What? Are you serious, man? Hank said. Yeah, man. But something else that's interesting is when it first happened, I went upstairs and chairs were moved. One of them was laying on, on the floor across the room. Freaked me the hell out. Wow, man, Hank said. Jerry laughed. Yeah, man, so there's there's the funny thing. Or So here's this funny thing, though. After it happened the first time, I started just pretending that everything was normal whenever I'd be hanging out downstairs. I started to tell myself it was all in my head. I told myself it wasn't real. Hank coughed and then chuckled uncomfortably. Um, bro, I, I didn't imagine it. I seriously heard stuff upstairs. I'm kind of freaking out. Relax, man, Jared said. You can crash in here with me tonight. We'll be okay. I'll be honest, having you stay the night with me kind of makes me feel a little bit less on edge compared to how I usually feel when my parents are out of town. I'm not going to lie, Hank said. I feel a little bit better being in here with you than I did out there on the futon alone when I was hearing the noises upstairs. How do you deal with it? Jared laughed. Honestly, bro? Like I said, I just pretend that I'm not really hearing anything up there. If I focused on it too much, it would drive me insane. That first night that I told you about, I was freaked the hell out. At one point, I was trying to tell myself that I wasn't really hearing stuff upstairs. And then I heard a loud thud. It made me jump off the futon. I had first told myself that I was... that I wasn't hearing stuff. But then I looked over and I saw that Lucy had jumped up and was staring intently at the door at the top of the stairs. I was like, oh, you saw that too, huh, girl? Hank looked over at Lucy, who was just laying on Jared's waterbed. She heard it too, huh? Yeah, she did. That's when I knew that whatever I was hearing wasn't in my head. That's when I went upstairs to check it out and see what I could find. Yeah, man, Hank said. So when you went upstairs, did you see anything aside from all the chairs out of place and the one that was laying on the floor? Nope, Jared said. That's all I saw. From all the noise I heard, I would have I would have thought I would have noticed something else. Didn't you say you also heard footsteps? Hank said. Yeah, I did, but I didn't see anything else up there. Kind of freaky, huh? Hell yeah, it is. What do you What do you think is going on? Hank said. Honestly, man, I have no idea. I've wondered if the house is haunted. Like, maybe somebody died here. But then I thought, I wouldn't think so. The house is built by the previous owners and nobody died here. So I don't know. I don't understand why the things are happening. Why didn't you say anything when I asked to stay the night, Hank said. Honestly, man, Jared said, shaking his head. I had just started to tell myself that it wasn't real. I started trying, started just trying to not listen to the noises and pretend that I wasn't hearing what I was hearing. I guess I started to make myself believe that, you know, to actually believe that until you came in my room and told me that you were hearing stuff upstairs. I guess it kind of snapped me out of it. Later that year, Jared and all his friends were getting ready for homecoming in their senior year. One of his friends thought it would be really cool to go check out this location in the middle of the night, but also, but that was also supposedly haunted. They wanted to take Jared's car. He had been driving a 1965 Ford Galaxy 500 LTD, and although Jared had had his reservations, he also wanted to fit in with his friends, so he agreed. Him and five of his friends loaded into his car, and they took off towards the area of town that the restaurant was located in. Like Jared's house, the restaurant was out in the country, so it was pretty isolated. The restaurant they were going to was pretty popular. Jared had been had been there a few times with his parents. Throughout the years, it it was 
set up in, in what appeared to be an old two-story house with an attic and a basement. People were served gourmet meals on the main floor and in the basement. The attic served as a bar where customers were, were served quite a few specialty drinks. The restaurant's hours were pretty limited. It was open for lunch between the hours of 11 and 2.30, and then reopened again for dinner between 4 and 8 at night. The bar was open from 5 to 8.30 at night. There were always rumors about the restaurant being haunted, but there was never any solid evidence to support the rumors. It was mostly just talk. As Jared and his friends left his house in his Ford Galaxy, and Jared glanced over his shoulder at his friends. So you really think we're going to see anything? He said. Brandy, one of his female friends, replied with a laugh. Haven't you heard? This restaurant supposedly supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the whole town. Oh, all right, Jerry said. I'm just curious because I've never heard, heard about it. And my parents and I have actually been there probably about a half dozen times. The food is pretty amazing. Brandy laughed. Yeah, the food is pretty good. The restaurant is pretty nice. I've never experienced anything myself, but I've heard quite a few things about the restaurant. Guess we'll see when we get there. A few miles away, Jerry glanced over his shoulder and said, Okay, y'all, get ready. We're going to be there in a few minutes. One of his friends pulled out their digital camera. Should I start recording? His friend said, Go for it. Two miles out, Jared said. His friend hit record. The last mile of the drive, as they approached the restaurant, it was pitch black outside. There were absolutely no streetlights whatsoever. As they came up to where the restaurant was, they passed a sign that said the restaurant's name. Here we go. Y'all ready? Jared said. Let's do it, Brandy said. As they approached the building, they entered into the parking lot. As Jared entered the parking lot, he turned towards the building to pull into a space. As soon as the headlights lit up the front of the building, there was a window that had the blinds that had been completely raised up. As soon as the headlights illuminated the window, the blinds dropped completely and the window was covered. They could all see them still swaying back and forth right after they fell. Holy shit, did you see that? Brady said. What the hell was that? Jared said. That window was completely uncovered when we first pulled in. When your headlights hit it, those blinds fell, Brady said. The rest of the car talked, among, talked amongst themselves. They all just sat there for a few minutes. Jared got out of the car. What the hell are you doing, Jared? Brady said. What do you mean, what am I, do what am I doing? I'm going to check it out, Jared said. Are you nuts? Didn't you just see what just happened? Get back in the car. Let's get the hell out of here, Brandy said. Just relax. I'll be fine, Jerry said, as he closed the door and started walking towards the restaurant. He took a few steps, and he thought he saw something move off to his right. He stopped to shine his light, his flashlight over that area, but didn't see anything. After a minute, minute or so of standing there shining his light off in the darkness, he continued walking slowly towards the restaurant. As he got within a few feet of the building, suddenly the blinds were rapidly pulled up and there were two red glowing eyes staring at him through the window. Jared's heart skipped a beat. He started to turn around to run away, but he tripped and fell on his face in the gravel. Picking himself back up, he quickly ran back to his car. What happened? Brady said as she saw Jared get back in the car hyperventilating. Shit, didn't you see that? Jared said. No, we just saw you walk up to the building and then fall down and run back. We didn't see anything else. What? You didn't see the red eyes in the window? No, we just saw you fall down and run back. I thought the blinds were still down, Brady said. She looked back at, back to the window and the blinds were, of course, back down. 
And Jared sighed, took a few breaths to slow his heart rate back down. Seriously, you really didn't see that? Brady looked in the backseat. What about you guys? Did you did any of you see that? They shook their heads. We didn't see anything, we said. I'm telling you, man, Brady said. All, all we saw was you walk up and then fall down and run back. We didn't see anything happen with the blinds. Are you sure you're okay? What do you mean? Jared said. I'm just saying, you saw something we didn't see, and we were watching you the whole time, Brady said. I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. Something happened out there, Jerry said. Okay, man. Okay, chill. We believe you, Brady said. Why don't we Why don't we get out of here? This is just all a bit too weird. Don't have to tell me twice, Jerry said. He put the car in drive, and they sped away out, out of the parking lot. Brady dropped Jared back off at home. But before she and the rest of their friends left, she walked him up to the to his front door. You sure you're okay, Brady said. I'm fine. Don't worry, Brady. Okay, well, just try to get some rest, man. We worry about you. Why worry? I told you I'm fine, Jared said. We worry because you saw something back there that the rest of us didn't see. Whatever it was, it appeared to have strongly affected you, Jared sighed. Y'all really didn't see that back there? Were you watching the window at all? Brady thought for a moment. Actually, no, not really. We were just watching you walk up. I guess we really hadn't been paying attention to the window. I guess the blinds could have come up without us noticing. I didn't even think about that. When you told us what happened, we just noticed that when we looked back at the window, the blinds were down like they were before. I'm telling you, Brandy, the blinds came up. Okay, okay, I believe you. And what was it you saw again when they came up? All I saw were two red glowing eyes staring out at me. It happened quick. When I first saw them, my heart skipped a beat. I tried to turn around to run. That's when I tripped and fell on my face in the gravel. Okay, man, all right, just breathe. I believe you, but I'll get some rest. We'll catch up later. I'm going to go take our friends back to drop them off at my place so they can grab their cars and head home. I'll see you later, okay, Jared? Okay, Brady, sounds good. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on a second. What? Brady said. Where's your, where's the camera? Weren't we recording? You know what? Yeah, just yeah, just a second. Brady says she ran back to the car and brought the camera back over. She powered it back on. When did we start recording, Jared asked. Um, Brady said. We started when we were about a half mile out. We didn't want to miss a. They powered the camera on, brought up the recent video, and then hit the fast forward button. On the screen, you could see the road in front of the car illuminated by their headlights. Then they watched as the image on the screen showed them entering the parking lot. A minute later, it showed, showed them park and the headlights illuminate the window that initially had the blinds raised. Clear as day, they watched as, as the second the headlights illuminated the window, the blinds dropped. They could even see in the window as the blinds swayed back and forth. Holy crap, Brady said. I didn't realize we got that in video. Just wait. Let's see if it caught anything else. They kept watching. A minute or so later, on the recording, they watched as Jared got out of the car. They started walking slowly up to the building. Okay, now don't look at me. Look at the window, Jared said. As they watched, they saw Jared get closer and they then saw the blinds suddenly raise all the way up really rapidly. Clear as day on the screen, they both saw the red glowing eyes looking out from behind the glass. Holy crap, Brady said. Now do you believe me, Jared said. I'm sorry, man. Hold on, hold on. Hey guys, come here. She hollered over the car. Their friends got out and came over. They replayed the video for them and they all gasped. What? I totally didn't see that when we were there, one of them said. Neither did I, another one said. Now you guys believe me? I told you, Jared said. I'm sorry, bro, uh, one of their friends said. We, we should have believed you. It's all good, Jared said. I'm just glad y'all saw it, too. It kind of felt like maybe I imagined it. What do you think we should do, Brady said. 
think we should go. I think we should see if maybe we could investigate inside the restaurant sometime. Do you think that'll be possible? One of their friends asked. Uh, maybe. What do you think, Jared? Brady said. I think it's worth a shot. I think I can get the contact information for the owners. I'll reach out to them over the weekend. And I'll let y'all know Monday when we see each other at school. That sounds great. Okay, so we're heading out. We'll catch you later, Brady said. As she and the rest of her friends... She and the rest of their friends headed back to the car and drove off. The next morning, when Jared woke up, he, he looked up the phone number for the restaurant and dialed the number. You've reached the Route 1 Family Diner. My name is Penelope. How can I help you? Hey, Penelope. My name is Jared. How are you this morning? Why, hello, Jared. I'm uh, doing well. How, how can I help you today? Well, Penelope, I have what you will probably think will be a fairly odd question. Oh, okay. What can I do for you, Penelope said. Well, ma'am, do you know if the owners of the restaurant would be willing to let me and a couple of my friends visit the restaurant after business hours and do a bit of investigating? Investigating? Uh, let me guess. You and your friends want to investigate because of the rumors about the restaurant being haunted. Jared swallowed and hesitated. Oh, yes, ma'am. Do you think that might be possible? There was probably about 30 seconds of silence on the phone. Ma'am, are you still there? Jared said. Yes, sir, I'm still here. Let me Let me talk to them and see what they say. Would you give me about an hour or so? Absolutely, Penelope. I'll call back in a little bit. Thank you. Of course, Penelope said before disconnecting the call. Jared waited till early afternoon and then dialed the restaurant's number again. Thank you for calling the Rootwood Family Diner. This is Penelope. How can I help you? Hey, Penelope. This is Jared. We spoke earlier. Oh, hey, Jared. So I spoke with the owners. They said they're fine with you and your friends coming to look after, to look around after hours. Oh, cool, Jared said. Are they okay with us taking pictures and recording some videos? Absolutely, Penelope said. The, their main concern was for the safety of the restaurant, so they said their only condition was that nothing get damaged while you and your friends are doing your investigation. That sounds great, Penelope. Can we plan for next Saturday? My friends and I will be off from school for the weekend, and at what time would, will the restaurant be closed that day? The Route 1 Family Diner closes at 8 p.m. You and your friends would be welcome to come by any time after that. Let me, let me know... Whenever you want to come by, sometime during the week. And I will give you a key. The owner said they can even set up a temporary code for the alarm so that y'all can get in without setting off the alarm. They do request that whatever evidence you and your friends find with your photos and videos that you share it with them as well. Really? Jared said, why do they want us to share whatever we find with them? Well, Jared, they've owned the restaurant for a while, and a lot of us have heard all the rumors about the restaurant being haunted. Some of us even have stories about things that they've supposedly experienced. I'll admit, I myself have never experienced anything here, but I don't work too late. The owners aren't here. The owners also aren't here too late. We have a handful of staff that work a bit later, and they take care of all the closing duties. Oh, Jerry said. Yeah, Penelope said. A few of them usually... Usually the ones that have been here really late have said that some weird stuff has happened that they can't explain. Weird stuff like what, Jerry said. Weird stuff like when they go to lock they lock everything up, they had already straightened out the dining room. All the chairs were pushed in, and when they went and locked the door, they came back to the dining room and all the chairs were stacked on top of the tables. Holy crap, Jerry said. That would freak me the hell out. Oh, from what I heard, uh, they were pretty freaked out, Penelope said. We've had quite a few night people leave. The turnover has been pretty high, especially for people that have been closing at night. 
quite a few would, would experience something one time, and then the next morning we would have a voicemail from them basically saying they quit. Wow, Jerry said, that's crazy. But um, we will definitely share whatever we find with the owners. Thank you so much. Of course, Penelope said. By the way, why did y'all want to come investigate? Did you and your friends experience anything here? Well, ma'am, we had heard rumors about the restaurant being haunted. And so the other day we decided to take a drive out, out here late one night. When we pulled in the restaurant, as soon as my headlights hit the front of the window, or the front of the building, a window that had the blinds raised all the way up, the blinds were quickly lowered. It freaked us out. And then I got out and I was walking up toward to the building. And when I was a few feet away, the blinds rose up again and I saw two red glowing eyes looking at me. Really? Penelope said. Yes, ma'am. I turned to run away and I tripped and fell on my face in the dirt. My friends didn't even see it initially. They were just watching me, and so all they saw was me walking up to the building and then me turning to run away and falling on my face. Oh, wow, Penelope said. Yes, ma'am, but when we got back to my place, we realized that we had been recording the whole time, so we got the whole thing on video. Seriously? Can I see it? Penelope said. I actually don't have it on me, but I can bring it when I meet up with you to get the keys and show it to you then. That would be great, Jared. Thank you. Well, I have to get back to work. Uh, when do you want to come by to get the keys and the temporary coat? I'll come by Friday afternoon after we get out of school. Will that work? Yep, that'll be fine. I'll let the owners know. See you then. Sounds great. Thank you, Penelope. We really appreciate it. Not a problem, Jared. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about what you all, what all of you find. Penelope said before disconnecting the call. Monday morning when Jared got to school, he could not wait to update his friends about what he and Penelope talked about and to talk about what their plans would be the following week. As they worked their way through their school week, they were all very excited about the upcoming weekend. I can't wait. This is going to be so cool, Brady said. Yeah, I can't wait to actually get some hard evidence about what's going on in that restaurant, one of their friends said. Do you think we will find anything concrete? Another friend said. Well, guys, y'all saw the glowing eyes in the video recording, right? Jared said. He's right, y'all. We all saw it, but I think we, we'll get some more. I get, think we'll get some more info. We may not learn everything there is to learn about the restaurant as far as paranormal activity goes, but I believe we will still come out of there with some solid proof about the paranormal activity that is going on inside the restaurant, Brady said. Throughout the week, they would meet up at lunch, and Jared would bring his notebook and pen, and they would try to plan out what they were gonna, going to, how they were going to go about their investigation. Okay, guys, Jared said, what are we going to do? Have any of you done anything like this before? You mean paranormal investigation? Brady said. Jared nodded. Brady continued. I haven't. Um, what about you? Like, what about you guys? She looked at the rest of their friends and nobody said anything. Okay, so I guess that's a no. None of us have ever done anything like this. Okay, Jerry said. So, I think we definitely need to have audio and video recording of every single thing that, that we do. There's five of us, so I think, I think it would be a good idea for some for nobody to be left alone. I'm still getting chills whenever I think about those red glowing eyes. The idea of being, of anyone being in there alone scares the crap out of me. We split up in two groups, you three and one, and me and Brady will, will go, will be the other. Does that sound okay to all of you? Sounds fine to me, Brady said. What about you guys? Sounds cool to us too. I definitely like the idea of nobody being in there alone. I'm not big on scary stuff, so the idea of going into a location that we know for a fact is haunted or whatever kind of scares the living hell out of me. 
honestly, I would rather not go, but at the same time, I don't want y'all to go in there alone, so I'm in. Yep, I'm in too. I got your back, guys, another one of the friends said. Okay, Jarrison, so we all need to have video and audio going at all times. And I have a bunch of radios I could bring from home so we could all stay in contact with each other. I wish we had video equipment that we could set up in different areas of the restaurant so we could record without us being present. Yeah, Brady said, that would be pretty awesome, but unfortunately we don't have that kind of equipment. All we can do is have our personal cameras on, cameras on us, as well as our phones recording, and that way, between all five of us, hopefully we don't miss anything. Yeah, you're right, Jerry said. Okay, everyone, I'm going to be meeting up with Penelope on Friday to get the keys and the temporary alarm code from the owner. And then we are all good to go on Saturday. Friday afternoon, Jared pulled into the parking lot of the Route 1 Diner, and a young blonde-haired lady came out to meet him. It must be Jared, she said. I am indeed. Are you Penelope? Yes, sir. Follow me. I will give you a quick tour of the, of the restaurant. Is it safe? Don't be silly, Penelope said. We're still open, and we've never had anything happen. One, whenever we still have customers in the building, and two, we've never had anything happen whenever it's to light up. Whenever people have experienced stuff have been when it's late at night and it's dark. Not too surprising, Jared said. All the paranormal stuff I've ever heard of have all, almost always been when it's dark. I don't understand why. Yeah, me either, Penelope said. Maybe that's just when spirits or ghosts or whatever you want to call them, maybe that's just when they decide to be active or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, me either. I've always wondered, Jared said. Anyway, Penelope said as they walked into what appeared to be an office. She grabbed a set of keys off the desk and handed them to Jared. These are the keys and this, she said as she walked to the other side of the room and picked up a small piece of paper and handed it to Jared. This is the temporary alarm code that the owners have set up for you. They'll activate it when we close tomorrow. Weekend hours are a bit shorter than, than during the weekday, so probably so tomorrow we will be closed by 6.30. They only open from 11 a.m. to 6.30 Saturdays and Sundays and then back to full hours during the week. You and your friends will be free to come in and do your thing anytime after 6.30. That sounds great, Penelope. Thank you. You're very welcome. Don't forget, the owners want a copy of any evidence you and your friends uncover while you're here. Of course, I'm just curious about something. What's that? Penelope said. Well, Jerry said, how long have they been the owners of the restaurant? Are they the only ones that have ever owned the restaurant? Well, no. Uh, there were two other owners before them. The restaurant has been around, been in this area for 40 years. And the first owners were there, were here for nine years. And then one of them passed and the other owners sold the place. Then the next owners were here for about 25 years. And then they put the place up for sale and the current owners bought it. They had always heard the rumors and have even known people to experience odd things here, but they have never gotten any solid evidence. So they are very interested to hear about whatever you and your friends find. Well, we were, we will do our best. I can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this, Jared said. No problem at all. We, why don't we plan to get together again after you guys get out of school on Monday and you can let me, let us know about your, how your investigation went. That sounds great. Thank you, Jared said. Saturday afternoon at 6.45, Jared and his friends were pulling into the restaurant parking lot. All the guests had already left, and all the employees had already got gotten everything locked up and had left. Damn, they got out of here quick, Jared said. What do you mean, Brady said. They closed at 6.30. It's 6.45, and it's already like a ghost town here, Jared said. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is quick. Okay, guys. 
grab the gear, let's head in and get set up. I'm just glad we're not getting here when it's already dark. Remember y'all, trust your gut. If you feel anything too heavy, bad feeling or whatever, radio to the rest of us and we'll regroup. Let's, let's be safe y'all, Jared said. They made their way in and established a sort of base camp in the office where Jared met up with Penelope. Jared handed out the radios. Okay y'all, me and Brandy are gonna be team one. You guys will be team two. Sounds good, man, one of their friends said. Team two headed up to the attic to start investigating and Brandy and Jared headed to the basement. The restaurant building was pretty massive. And so they had to make their way all the way to the other side of the building to access the stairs to head down to the basement. As they were almost down there, the radio went off. Hey guys, hey guys, come in. This is team, this is team one, come in over. Jared grabbed the radio and responded, what's up team one, are you okay? Hey man, when uh, when we were coming up the stairs to the attic, we heard a loud growl and it got really cold up here. What should we do, over? Well, are y'all okay? Do you, do you want to abort and meet up back up at base? No, 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 we're, we should be okay. We'll let you know if we, think we have any more issues. Okay, sounds good, team two. Be safe. Brandy and I are about to head, to, head into the basement. You know. Be careful, team one. We will. You two, you as well, team two. Jared Brainy started to head down to the stairs, down the stairs into the basement. Holy crap! Did you did it just get cold? Jared said, "Yeah, it did. Really cold. I'm definitely not liking this. I've got a bad feeling." Do you want to go back? Jared said, "No, no, no. Let's let's see what we find." Okay, Jared said as they continued to make their way down to the basement. When they got down to the basement, they were amazed by how big the whole area was. Jared handed Brandy a flashlight. Here, you go over on that side. I'll go over here. Are you sure that's a good idea? I thought we were not going to be splitting up. It'll be fine, Brady. We're we're going to be within shining distance of each other. Okay, you're right, Brady said. As she took the flashlight and turned the turned to head to the other side of the basement. Wait up, Jerry said. Pull up your camera and start recording. I'll do the same. Oh, okay, Brady said as she pulled out her phone to hit record. As she was off on the eastern side of the basement, it got colder. But other than that, she wasn't experiencing anything else. Everything okay over there? She hollered off into the darkness in the direction of where Jared was. Brandy could see a small light off in the distance, which she assumed was Jared's flashlight. Yeah, I'm good, Jared said. There's not much over here. Holy crap, it just got really cold. Yeah, I did over here too. Do you see anything? Brady said. No, not really. Everything pretty much looks like Jared trailed off. Jared? Everything okay? She suddenly heard Jared scream. Oh my God, what the hell is that? No, no, help! Oh my God, Brandy, it's coming for it. And Jared's voice trailed off. Brandy took off running in that direction as she yelled for him. Jared, Jared, are you okay? Where are you? When she got to the other side of the basement where she last seen Jared's light, she noticed that there was a kind of slimy substance on the floor and the walls. What the hell is that? She said to herself, Jared, hello? But there was no reply. He was just gone. What happened to him? Where'd he go? Suddenly she found herself found herself shivering in fright. She was terrified. She saw something on the floor and she went over to see what it was. It was Jared's flashlight, his phone, and his radio. She picked them up. Team one, team one, code red, code red, come in, she screamed at the radio. 
Team one here, Brandy. What's up? What's wrong? Jared's gone. I repeat, Jared's gone. Uh, what do you? But hold on. What? What do you mean, Jared's gone? Brandy screamed in the radio. I mean, he's freaking gone. Meet me back at base. We need to regroup and figure figure out what's what we're gonna do. Copy that, Brandy. On our way. Brandy made her way up to the stairs, and as she started to head up, it got colder. Halfway up the stairs, she thought she heard something very faint behind her. Help me, she thought she heard. She stopped to shine her light down the stairs. Jared? She could have sworn she heard a faint, very faint voice. Don't go. But it was so faint that she thought she might have imagined it. But then she heard, she thought she heard a, a, a growl coming from the base of the stairs. She took off running from the top of the stairs. In the office, the rest of the gang met up, and they were able to access Jared's phone. It was still recording. Brandy hit stop, and then brought up the video and backed it up to where she and Jared were, were talking back and forth from opposite ends of the basement. On the video, just when Jared screamed out, on the video, they clearly saw something in the darkness rush at Jared just before his phone and flashlight fell onto the floor. Then they, then they could see as Brandy had picked up the phone and descended the stairs. As they fast-forwarded through the video, they hit play again when Brandy had gotten halfway up the stairs. As they watched the replay, they thought they heard something. What was that? Go back, their friend said. She backed up a few seconds and turned the volume up. Help, don't go. They heard very faintly. Holy shit. I know, right, Brandy said. Hold on, maybe you picked up what I heard next. Then on the video, you could see a shadow at the basement of the stairs and a low but very clear growl. Then it showed Brandy's sprint from the top of the stairs. What do you think happened to Jared? One of the friends said. I have no idea, but you heard it on the video. Some, somehow, I think he's still here somewhere. I think he needs our help. I don't think we'll be able to figure anything else out here tonight. Let's let's grab our stuff and get out of here. Otherwise, I think whatever happened to Jared might happen to us. We need to regroup. You're right, Brandy. Let's go. They packed up their stuff and ran, ran for the front door. Thankfully, Jared had left the keys and temporary code in the office. They were able to, to lock up. On their way out, Brandy yelled back behind her, Jared, we'll get you out. Be strong. We'll find you. We promise. Setting the alarm, they closed and locked the door to the restaurant. Jared had left his keys in his car, so Brandy and their friends took his car and sped off. They would be of no use to Jared without a plan. For now, they would all go home, get some rest, then regroup and figure out what they were going to do. They would figure out what happened to Jared and get him back. It was, no, it was not a matter of if they would, but a matter of how they would. They would figure it out. For now, they had to make sure that they were safe so they could figure out what their next move was. For now, that was all they could do. But soon, they would have a plan and would come back to figure out what happened. They would be coming back for Jared to rescue him and bring him back to be continued. Welcome back, guys. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's Storytime Friday short story. And yes, it is part one, so there's a part two that will be coming next week to uh, conclude this story. But aside from that, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, uh, 
Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, guys. You know, it's been a a long day for me, so I'm, I'm a little bit tired today. But <laughs> but got home a bit early and was able to go ahead and get this uh, episode recorded for you guys. So you know how it is. Got to keep them coming. But on that note, I hope everybody's doing well. I uh, hope you're having a good day. And hope you, hope that story kind of lifted you up a little bit. I, I love to throw the suspense in there, you know. But uh, to tackle a few different topics, um, if anybody wants, if there's like if there's anything anybody any of my listeners want to suggest, any uh, recommendations, if there's any topics you want me to cover on any of the, the Real Talk Tuesdays, or if there's any ideas for stories you want me to try to see what I can do, uh, our email address is podcast at gmail.com or if you go to blogdeshow.com and click the contact button and that'll bring up it'll basically bring up a line to select which email provider that you want to use like if you use gmail, yahoo, whatever you know, and then you can drop me a line um, there's also a, a promotions page it's blogdeshow.com slash promotions or you click the on the main page, click the drop down menu, and it'll um, there'll be a couple different options. You'll see promotions on there. Um, so there's a couple promotions as far as like how you can open either a checking and savings account with Sophie, or open a investment account with Sophie, or you can do both. And uh, new customers basically get a, a small bonus, and if you send anybody a referral link for the the banking services or whatever. And you get anybody to sign up with your with your link, they get like 25, and you get like 75 for the checking and savings. And on the banking one or on the investment one, they get like 25, and you get 50. So, pretty cool little easy way to to not only spread the word about a really good really good bank, but to also make a little bit of a little bit of dough in the side stuff. But on that note, um, to close it off, anybody, if anybody would like to support the show, go to blogdeshow.com slash support. Or again, from the main site, blogdeshow.com, click the drop down menu, you'll see a support option. And then uh, on the support page, you can literally click anywhere and it'll take into the actual where to do either a one-time donation or to do a monthly contribution for as little as one dollar per month you'll also see a little button on there that says support you can click that as well that'll take you there but on that note guys i really appreciate you got y'all uh you know tuning in with me on the, this week's episode of Storytime friday i hope you enjoyed it and i will have part two for you next week but for now we will see you guys again on tuesday which will be the next episode of real talk tuesday so on that note, keep pushing forward, keep believing, uh, believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there, and then you just have to go out there and do it, got to go out there and make it happen, and um, we got this, guys, so appreciate everybody tuning in, and I will see you guys again on Real Talk Tuesday on episode 70. Have a good one.